sides of the story that's tom sides and that's sean sides how's it going today thomas you excited oh. for our guest episode i am pretty stoked about this one this has been a few episodes in the making here and i'm glad we can get it all sorted we got let me do that fancy introduction we got my game master my lego expert my life mentor the man who saved my life my heterosexual life mate my best man to be my Irish historian, the great but usually late Kieran Hamilton. Welcome to the show, hey Kieran. <laughs> hey, I wasn't the late one today. Tom was. <laughs> He's already throwing me on the bus. Here I was. But it was for a fair reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But well, yeah. You know what? Welcome I'm to definitely the show, buddy. For being late. Pardon? So welcome to the show, buddy. We're really happy to have you on. Thank you. I want to give you this opportunity to clear some air right now. Um, obviously, when we told our origin story, we left a very key <laughs> part of it out. And that's <laughs> so I was wondering if you want to get regale us with your version of it and uh, your thoughts and sentiments and uh, just dive right in and give your idea of the Sean and Tom cousin meeting for the first time story. I think I first heard about it and then I was like, holy shit, you're going to go watch some Star Wars without me? <laughs> like, that's our thing, buddy. What the fuck is going on here? So I kind of was like, no, no, no. I kind of kind of a guilt trip, Sean, to kind of making sure I had to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but then, yeah, I was, I was probably half as nervous as Sean to meet you. I, was, I knew all the rest of Sean's family, but... He always talked about the out east family, and I never knew anyone from that side of the family. So it was interesting, though, watching you guys meet for the first time. Yeah, it was quite a little bit. Are we like awkward? A... Oh yeah, 100%. oh yeah. I think everyone was awkward. You know, you know what? It was awkward for like literally what five minutes, maybe ten minutes. And then kind of like I don't know. We just started talking shit and <laughs> kind of just flowed. <laughs> we went for a beer beforehand, didn't we? Yeah, we went to Brown Social Hall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, we had some like liquid encouragement to get us going to ease into the process, too. Exactly. And it kind of made the movie better, too. <laughs> <laughs> it always helps. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it is interesting, though. It's interesting because it wasn't as awkward, like because you, you kind of like you, you're like, what the hell is gonna happen? And then it wasn't nearly half as awkward as you thought it might be. But no, yeah, we just kind of fell into it, right? I mean, yeah. we're all into a lot of the same shit. So Especially because I didn't know if you'd be like, oh, we we, because I, I just heard you came from. Did you like, thought it was French. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're gonna be like, I didn't know what to expect, right? <laughs> John at least kind of like knew you. I I just like kind of like, who is this guy? <laughs> All I know is he's from Quebec, so clearly we got this French person coming over. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. <laughs> then you had no accent, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know what? That was one of the funniest things about moving to Edmonton for me was, like, I would tell people I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and they're like, you're not French. I'm like, well, I speak <laughs> it. Like, but are you French, though? 
well no not all french people like not all english people are from like are like we we exist in quebec by the way english people in quebec <laughs> there's like there's a whole bunch of us <laughs> and then like it's people in alberta thing, though, like you you don't think that right like living in alberta you hear quebec is french people and then when you meet people from quebec that are english it is a little strange sometimes yeah no it was I thought, uh, I thought the accent was like a quebec wide thing almost before yeah 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 i don't i think that it only happens if you come from a french canadian family to be honest because there's a lot of english-speaking families and you kind of oh, yeah. go ahead and just speak whatever right um and so how'd you feel about our dynamic with like me and sean meeting for the first time and then like the second time we hung out was at that new year's party you hosted that was fun yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was a good night. <laughs> I remember portions of it for sure. Weren't you like leaving? You had to leave Thomas to go meet someone or something like that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, had, I, think... uh, I had been double booked. Right, right. Yeah, you came, but you showed up. That was the important part. Yeah. yeah. I stayed yeah. for like a good little while. I was there. Oh, for yeah, like yeah no, we had lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. I remember we got to, we were playing beer pong and we got to switch sides for luck where i was tom and you were sean <laughs> <laughs> that was great <laughs> it was a good group of guys like that was one of the things that made me really happy is like so here's my cousin meeting for the second time and like all right so i'm gonna meet some of his friends and like the only thing you can think of is like i hope they're not dickheads that would be the worst but everyone was pretty <laughs> top-notch like everyone seemed to be a quality human being yeah there was a couple Karen. suspect people there possibly like well, yeah. The yeah. news guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a thing I want to know is like you're so you're Sean's best friend, Kieran. Uh, he said it many times on this podcast. What What was the first meeting? Where did you guys meet? What was the first impression? Can you uh, regale uh, us with that story? Yeah, uh, we met through my kid's mom back when my, I would have been. I think 16, 15. And we just met at this like it's a lake by in the north side mm-hmm. called Bomaris Lake. And uh I remember she's like, Oh, I'm gonna go meet like this Sean guy solid. I remember hearing about him because Sean, Sean Sean used to sell smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Never did that. We're gonna have to edit that out, you ass. <laughs> so the statute of limitations have already passed on this. You're fine. Yeah, Keep it's well passed. <laughs> But that's how I first heard about Sean. I used to hear about this Sean guy all the time. And I was like, oh, like, finally I get to meet the Sean guy. Yeah. And then so we meet at the park. And just by chance, I have my freaking guitar, which I never learned how to play. I was just <laughs> transporting it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then, yeah, we, we hung out at the freaking lake for a while. And it was we kind of just hit it off right away. And we're like, fuck. Why haven't we been hanging out long before this? Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty cool. Yeah, you're pretty cool too. So it was, it was kind of after that, we kind of just started hanging out a lot more and then it blossomed from there. Nice. <laughs> now, it's I know you're the flower. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you guys first met, did you bond on Star Trek right away? Is Sean kind of responsible for your love of Star Trek or is it something like you already into and then you're you able know, to like, I- bond over i watched voyager on because i only had like five channels till i was 16 mm-hmm. to watch so voyager was always on <laughs> so i always watched voyager but then i met sean and he had like 
everything on movies. So it's <laughs> kind of like, yeah, he definitely helped expand my knowledge of the Star Trek universe. But I definitely was always into like spacey stuff. But yeah. I, but I always watched the original series too when I was young. I kind of liked that a lot, but I didn't watch Next Generation a whole lot. Just what I could catch on TV, reruns usually. So <laughs> right on. Yeah. So he gave you like a decent education on like the Star Trek universe and like yeah what all the jerseys mean and all this and whatnot. Yeah, well, I had I had pretty good knowledge of all that stuff before, but. I mean, he definitely like expanded a lot of it. He's he's like a walking thesaurus sometimes. I kind of like pushed you into like rewatching and watching DS Nine and stuff like that. But well, yeah, I had no interest in DS Nine when I met him. Like zero interest whatsoever. You know what? He's doing that to me too. I have zero interest in DS Nine, and he periodically talks about it. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. It, just... It's worth the dive. It's like any Star Trek. You pass season two or three, and you're in. You yeah. can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. I embody mostly Captain Cisco in a lot of ways and Picard, but Cisco has like been my guy often. I feel like it's a very it's arrogant like a- statement, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I think Just so saying. Uh, yeah. As far as leadership roles, I'm, I'm more of a Picard and a little bit of a Cisco. Well, you should know what type of captain you are. You yeah, what, what type mean? of captain would you be? I'd be definitely like a Kirk slash maybe a Archer ish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, a little bit of Janeway. See, <laughs> see I, I never saw myself as a captain. To be honest with you, always saw myself being like a Riker. But I guess like he becomes a captain later. So all I know way, is Will Riker is the smoothest, smoothest man in the galaxy. <laughs> I don't know. Kirk was pretty awesome. He was, yeah. he had some moves, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure Kirk's been with like every single species of Star Trek alien. <laughs> I think that was in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, what was your first impressions of Kieran? Like, you meet him at the lake when you're out doing their yeah, so selling smoke deals. One thing he left out a little bit is like his baby mama. She was friends with a lot of very questionable people. So yeah. when I heard that she had a boyfriend and that she was going to bring her boyfriend to the lake to meet up with me, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, <laughs> I'm expecting this, like, 45-year-old bald guy with tattoos or something, like, just outside the box, right? And up walks this young guy. I, and I think he was around 18 at the time. But he walks up carrying his guitar case. And I'm like, oh, he's a musician. And he's, like, normal. And we started talking. And we're like, like he said, and I was like, I just assumed he was a guitar player because he looked like one of those guys and he was walking around with a guitar found out later obviously he is not a fucking guitar guy at all but uh yeah it was kind of funny like just a first meetup and it was really quick and easy when we became friends it was i think like the second or third day we know each other me and him and my dog snowball were playing poker together in my room we took turns playing snowball's hand yeah we definitely and it was like immediate like best friendship you know what i mean it didn't yeah. take long you guys were just no, on the same kind of wavelength yeah exactly i must say i thought sean would have been like a lot shadier than he was too yeah <laughs> the pre-first impression before we met each other was like just expected shady people Let's just i say. love that you guys expected like some rough and tough like shady like questionable human being and the up shows like these two soft guys from edmonton 
Oh, hey there, yeah. I like Star Trek. Oh, boo. <laughs> oh no. my guitar we were, don't play. <laughs> we were hood as fuck because we both grew up on the north side poor. So we were yeah. like hood, but the good hood where we weren't like shitty people. Educated hood. <laughs> educated hoods, yes. yes. <laughs> the very rare breed of educated hood. I like that. Indeed. Um, so while we got you on the podcast here, Kieran, you want to share some of your favorite Sean stories? Feel free to embarrass him as much as you want on this <laughs> podcast, by the way. Easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's so many stories for Sean. Yeah. You have to be more specific. It's a tough question. It's tough. It is, All right. It is a very tough question. All right. Let's go with um, what's the most bombed you've ever seen, Sean? Um, <laughs> uh, I can't say, like, I've seen Sean equally bombed. Like, I've seen him pretty bad many times. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we've seen each other at our worst more than we should <laughs> but i think like what i think my best memory of sean being too drunk that i can think of off the top of my head is when we were camping that time up with my parents and you got way too drunk and then when sean's puking it's not like a normal puke it's like a <laughs> demon puke it's like from the bowels of hell and well, you can't like no like people just puke it's not like the sean's like Bruh! <laughs> it's true i've heard it from many people it bothers the shit out of crystal <laughs> so uh, sean's puking on the one side of the tent and then andrea hears sean puking and she goes on the other side of the tent and starts ralphing her ass as i'm dealing with two people puking on each side of me but I, that's the <laughs> see what happened there is i was still up drinking and andrea had gone to bed and where i started puking was directly like outside the tent, but beside where her head was up against the tent. So I was only thing stopping me from puking right beside Andrea's face was a thin layer of tent. That poor girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah she's, she's done a lot for us when we're drunk. <laughs> Both our ladies have. I think the biggest thing she's done for you guys is forgive you. Jesus, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, she still gives me shit for that once in a while when she's like, yeah, and Sean puked up like beside my face. Yeah. She like felt sick, so she went to bed. And then her safe, her like safe place where she was trying to sleep is where I decided to vomit violently like a demon, apparently. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. How, that's the worst thing to wake up to. <laughs> Like you normally, I'm the one who's drunker than Sean, so it's hard to like. Normally, he's the one taking care of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to have a lot of stories of Sean in that. So, like I've seen him where he's like got he gets sick before he gets sloppy. Yeah, I too many drinks get too fast. before I get sick. <laughs> so. Yeah. Karen has been at times the blackout king when he gets a few too many shots of whiskey in him. There's probably at least 75 occasions I can think of right now where I see like a gorilla in his eyes. He's no longer fully human. He's like an Irish gorilla who's really happy that he's drunk and wants to share it with the rest of the world. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. Not um, me very many times. <laughs> yeah so on an earlier podcast sean was telling me that you can really rock the mic at a karaoke 
weekend oh yeah yeah so what what's some of your like i want to know what your go-to song is and i want to know what sean's stage presence is like when he does karaoke well like we have go-to's for like multiple things like we have a go-to between us okay we have a go-to our go-to between us is forgot about dre we kill it <laughs> <laughs> And then, I don't know. I have a bunch of go-tos. It was depends on what I'm feeling at the time. I like to do, I like to do uh, meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. I told him about the paradise by the dashboard light with you and Crystal. <laughs> oh yeah, she kills it. Yeah, yeah, she's good. So we should. I can't believe we never went karaoke because you said you like to sing. I think. Um, I like to get drunk and then see what happens. I'm not a singer. Uh, on an earlier podcast, Sean got me to bust out some pipes and try and embarrass me. And I haven't seen how the fans reacted to that yet, but we <laughs> we will. Um, <laughs> and like for me, it was always like I'll get some liquid courage and then I don't give a fuck anymore and I'll bust any bust something out. But like I can't sing for shit and no one wants to hear it. So I kind of just sit and watch until a song I like comes on and I'll just sing along with the person anyway. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll go. And I think he's being becomes... modest here. And I'm pretty sure he's got the voice of an angel. He just hasn't realized it yet. I think so too. You got a good voice. So it seems like if you if you just spoke louder, you'd be even better. So <laughs> I'm good with speaking. It's the harmony that gets me. Hmm. Well, no, you listen to a lot of music, so you can probably carry a tune. That's all you need to do. I want to know, like, the answer to what he asked you on what Sean's stage presence presence is like from your perspective. Yeah, I'm I very only curious see, about this. I only well, look outwards. <laughs> <laughs> depends how drunk he is, but Sean's real like, uh, like Sean singing Dylan is like, it's like he's Dylan. He takes a, he kind of goes into like the, he tries to be the person he's singing. <laughs> Did you do a Bob Dylan impression while singing Dylan? Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kelly. <laughs> yeah. If I like, do you know the song Subterranean Homesick Blues? Yes. I always tell people that Dylan was the first rapper because he's always like, Johnny's in the basement, mixing up the medicine, I'm on the pavement, thinking about the government. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like a rap. I kind of like go a little Dylan ish, but not. I can do better when I'm drunk with like singing the hurricane or something like that. Is it like, better? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah either way it sounds better if the liquids like if the alcohol makes it better it's still better yeah, exactly yeah plus you get to go and like just sing your like it's just it's very therapeutic to be able to just go and like not be embarrassed just do it <laughs> no exactly that's what you want you want the once you have that moment of like this could go terrible or this could go great but i don't give a fuck and just have some fun that's what it's all about right yeah so I'm told that you're the kind of friend that can like walk into his parents' house willy-nilly, open up the fridge, grab a snack, and no one would say boo to you. Oh no, no, yeah, no, not at all. No, not at all. Unfortunately, haven't got to see them in a friggin' while, but yeah, no, I could definitely go into the I don't think they'd have a problem with me doing that at all. <laughs> so, here's my question. I kind of done did that. You, when did you realize you had that power? Because there's like a moment, there's like know you ask permission and all that stuff and then there's like a one point where you're just like i'm thirsty i know where the glasses are i'm gonna go get myself a drink you know what i mean well sean was there for a little bit when we were uh 
in between living together or was it before sean was it before we, it was before it was it was like you moved to the town i was in the townhouses still and you were yeah. back home yeah yeah so um you're still and yeah so sean would have been back there so i was going over all the time and just hanging out with him because i ended up moving into the same freaking trailer park eventually but we go no, there no, you're thinking wrong because i was remember i was living in my dad's house in carnarvon but didn't you move before? Did you move before I moved out of the townhouses? Or no, no, we moved into the townhouses together. I lived in the townhouses with you guys. No, I was in there with Jared, and they Jared. moved out though, and then I came in. Remember, like okay, that's Jared. what it was. Yeah, yeah. So we were hanging out. At, yeah, we would have been at the old house. Holy crap. Yeah, exactly. We were my house dad's old house. Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was trippy because you guys had moved. They had moved in like literally my backyard backed onto where the condos were so i would just like walk maybe for 45 seconds and i'd be at his front door yeah it's pretty sweet but yeah i would i I don't know steve's a pretty easy to get along with guy and i'm always i like was over quite a lot (laughs) and and sean was always around so i don't know i think the first time i realized i could like really open the fridge and just take my own thing would have been by the time they moved into the trailer park. Yeah. Cause that's when I really felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was just part of the family. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. That's, that's sweet. I remember like in the trailer one time, like a funny, my dad, Kieran story, we were watching the TV show, the Highlander. And <laughs> it was like this wicked scene. This chick, she's like in the water fighting another chick sword fighting. And she jumps up. And she's wearing like a white blouse and you can see directly through her blouse. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kieran is like, Sean, titties! And points <laughs> at the screen. And my dad and Doreen and I think one of Doreen's daughters were in the room. And my dad's like old-fashioned, like country style chivalrous, right? <laughs> so he turns to Kieran and he's like, Kieran, you realize my wife and daughter are in the room, right? And Kieran's like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I just got excited. I saw it. I had to point it out. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got scolded. Yeah. Oh. Just made me think of that when you were talking about, like, you and my dad and relationships. That was, it was a funny moment between them. But it was already, like, Kieran was one of the kids by that point, to my dad, too. So he would, like, correct Scold his him. behavior. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely, uh, your dad... But no, Steve's always been really fucking inviting. Like, uh, and so has Doreen. They've always been really nice people. So you kind of feel welcome right off the bat. And then yeah. eventually, yeah, I definitely felt it had to be the trailer though, where I definitely felt I could go in the fridge and steal everything. That's awesome. Especially Doreen's baking because she bakes like, like Oh yeah, she's the best baker in the whole world. I've gone on record how much <laughs> I hate carrot cake unless it's made by Doreen. <laughs> like that thing is fucking scrumptious um so you got scolded by steve for telling sean there's titties on the tv yeah i think it would have been all right if doreen and you know he would have been like yo that's pretty cool but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like because there was the ladies that's what the problem oh is. yeah for sure <laughs> amongst pros it is what it is but yeah. <laughs> when you're like wife and your daughter in the room and someone yells it yeah. out you're obligated to be like dude not cool like god <laughs> has, you know what i love that power move from uncle steve of just like kieran my wife and daughter are here 
act accordingly like that <laughs> tighten it up i like that i like that you need that little like you got to keep the riff raft in check every now and again 100 percent. 100 percent. so as the years have gone on how do you feel sean has grown from the man you met you know underground cigarette dealer to the man he is today <laughs> <laughs> well that was just the word like i i never actually saw any of this stuff go down i just heard all of it. <laughs> so, hey hey i knew a guy i knew a guy yeah. about a thing and then, and the thing. Guy, and it like, wasn't it wasn't nothing to do with me you know i'm just i'm just an infantry, <laughs> middle guy middle guy you know yeah you, you yeah. can either confirm nor deny this this is fine yeah yeah well he's coming like honestly it's been a long road so like I don't know if you like Sean had some stomach problems for a long time. And Speak then, freely. Thomas doesn't know any of this shit. So, oh no, Sean was like, like his stomach was like killed him all. Like it was days where he didn't eat for like weeks. Like not very much. He'd eat obviously a little bit, but it would always come back. Like he was puking all the time. He couldn't keep shit down. Sean, Sean got like sick for, I don't know. That would have been like four or five years almost wouldn't it been? yeah roughly i was down yeah. to like 160 pounds yeah like an unhealthy weight for sean for sure and like yeah. um like you weren't drinking you didn't drink for almost like two or three years because of your stomach oh even longer than that maybe like we didn't drink god the first four or five years we knew each other oh I yeah didn't drink at all and kieran wasn't i didn't really drink it either yeah that's true yeah yeah so like seeing like like it, it's seems like sean's kind of fucking leaps and bounds to be honest like we've both i think we're a lot more uh shy in the beginning not as like outgoing as we are nowadays <laughs> so yeah. we, i think we both helped each other on that but um but yeah you were you he, like he i swear to god i thought sean was gonna die like fucking by the time he was like 27 <laughs> well you, you thought you're gonna die by the time you were 27 he said you yeah. had to go like <laughs> kurt cobain <laughs> Want to be shot in the head with a shotgun? All the greats. No, no, not quite. Twenty-seven club. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If he had to die young, he wanted to be part of the twenty-seven club. That was always his thing. He's like, I I said, all the greats died at twenty-seven, and I didn't want to go out like Kurt Cobain. Like I didn't want to get murdered by my wife or anything. But uh... (laughs) allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Sorry, allegedly. A lot of the greats were all, yeah. Well, not the greats. A lot of people who died too young died at 27 like honestly too like i don't think that i would have gotten over that sickness if it hadn't been for kieran too like i credit him when i said in my introduction that he like saved my life in a lot of ways like our friendship kind of brought me out of the darkest point in my life because he was like let's hang out sean let's hang out he didn't care that i was sick he was still like a friend to me you know what i mean and it didn't matter because we had enough stuff in common that you know, he was the guy who stuck around when a lot of other people didn't stick around when I was sick. Right. Yeah. You find out who your friends are when you're in dark places. And he was there for me when no one else, when no one else was like day in, day out, hanging out, you know, how you doing, checking in on me, making sure I was okay. Like it was huge. You know what I mean? I didn't have a friend before that. I didn't have like, you know, like I said to you lots, I moved lots when I was a kid, you know, I was all over the fucking place. I never made any solid long lasting friendships and then when I met Kieran and, you know, <laughs> he didn't have like a go-to necessarily at that time either. Like he did growing up and off and on, they moved around and changed, whatever, but we became each other's like 
guy, you know, and Mm -hmm. if I hadn't have had that relationship to like focus on, to pull me back to life and back to reality, like to look forward to hanging out with someone to like being someone's friend, it, I might not have come out of that darkness. I might've just faded away and died. You know what I mean? It it was very possible. I credited him to saving my life, literally you'd have to like that's amazing and i think like you see studies of the stuff of people tend to get back when they have something to fight for or like you know something that keeps them going and that's such a beautiful thing to hear that karen was that guy for you yeah for sure you heard so many nice things about you in just like one sentence (laughs) <laughs> no i usually <laughs> yeah no but it, like yeah so i was you're getting like all kinds of tests done and they couldn't figure it out and then just yeah. one day it was like Oof. it started getting better bit by bit by bit and yeah, yeah. so you had this then, like weird stomach thing yeah like my stomach with you just to break it down basically I, I had a hard time digesting food again or like in general, I couldn't, my stomach wasn't digesting food. Part of my hatred, as I discussed in another episode of soup was because I lived on soup. Yeah. I had to drink broths because I could keep down liquid sometimes, but I, I couldn't keep down any solid foods. If I ate anything solid within like it, it started really like slowly where, and I like, I look back now and sometimes I think it was like, because of a lot of the traumas that I'd went through earlier in my life, it led me to like, be so depressed and hate myself so much that eating like it just fucked my stomach up. You know what I mean? And my stomach wouldn't process food. And so then it like started slow and then it grew and then it grew. And then by the time I knew it, I couldn't eat any fucking solid food. I was drinking soups and broths with like nothing in the soup, just the broth, just to try to get something in me and like, and then sure's and the doctors were trying this and trying that and like trying these pills, try these pills. Nothing works. Someone would make me sicker. Someone do nothing at all. And then finally I found one that kind of like stabilized me a little bit and it was like baby steps like I'd start with crackers and you know some days I'd be able to eat them some days I'd throw up after I ate them Um, my dad and Doreen like were patient as hell and took care of me through that time and it was like it was four or five years off and on and finally like my attitude changed around too, like in the time of being friends with Kieran and like I started to see a future for myself in in other ways Mm -hmm. and the pills started to have a bit of their effect on me as well and then I took those pills for like five or six years after this probably till I was like 26 27 and then I the pharmacies all ran out in the city of this medication and so I was fucking panicking like I'm gonna run out like I'm gonna go back to being sick oh my fucking god and then I was able to like find some and I, I rationed them out where I was taking half a pill a day and like in fear that my stomach would get fucked up again and I finally ran out and I just like took some deep breaths when I took the last pill and was like hey fucking do or die time buddy like you got to try to like stay positive and you know eat small portions try to do what you need to do to like be healthy and it worked it lasted i never took another one like i told another story i can tie back into when we took the chips the chip challenge that was the feeling i got is i fucked my stomach again oh my god what the fuck have i done i was like freaking the hell out because i don't want to go back to that ever yeah you know what i mean and it's it was a dark, dark time in my life for sure. That's that's unbelievable. I I had no idea about this. Yeah, actually. but Kieran was the light. I can say that. Like he yeah. helped me out. 
Thanks, bro. Yeah, he wanted to do nothing a lot of the time. And I was like, fuck you. You're coming to hang out with me. I have no one yeah. to hang out with. He's you don't pushing my ass every day. Like, couch. let's go. You're just let's go. On your couch at home. Yeah. <laughs> Another just... quick shout out while we're talking on the subject, because I haven't touched on this and it's, it's pretty personal, but Dwayne as well was also that guy, our, a good yeah, buddy yeah. of ours. He was also yeah. there. He didn't give a shit. I was sick. He just wanted someone to hang out with and he would come and spend time with me often as well. And I'm still yeah. friends with him today. So it's good people I'm surrounded with yeah that's some quality people you got there that's fucking awesome i'm really happy like like it's what i was saying before is one of the nicest things i got to see for myself was you got a good group of people around you and that that to me means like so much like i i'm very picky with the people it's in my circle and like every single one of them is in my opinion a quality human being and i'm glad that you operate in a similar similar fashion you know, for sure. Th- despite all the shit talking I did to Kieran on one of the previous episodes, Kieran's a very <laughs> high quality guy. Yeah, I know. Did uh, yeah, that's the same I feel about you. I think it's the Celtic blood in us all. Although you keep tight knit group of friends. Yeah, we're so, clansmen yeah. in a non like racist way. Like, Speaking yeah. of that episode, Kieran, do I owe you an apology for that or what? No, not at all. <laughs> I laughed a lot. I like that. Okay. <laughs> it was like, okay, good. I no. was nervous for a second. I had a couple cocktails in me for, for that episode. And then like Sean started throwing me under the bus for uh, not including. <laughs> oh, I knew it was all Sean. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to pick on Kira this episode. <laughs> I could not no. stop myself. <laughs> no, I would have done the same thing if I got called. It was Sean is just stirring the pot. He's just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was having a couple drinks while watching the game and like sean uh t- tells me he's like hey man i know you're probably having a beer or two but like kieran's coming on the podcast tonight so maybe like you know cool it a little bit so you don't have another instance where you just shit on him for like an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad no no you're you're good no i didn't know it doesn't That's it takes all... a lot of to defend me no Good, because like I had two older brothers growing up who be like, I know how to get, I know how to like give and get shit. Good, I don't <laughs> give it out to people like I don't, I don't like, like I don't make fun of people I don't like. If I don't well, like a person, yeah. I don't talk to that person. But if I love you, I'm gonna make fun of you because I feel like that's how I play. Well, that's why I suck. Like if I don't like someone, I can't even like look at them. Like I'm just like shit. Like they know I hate them now. I look at them. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> out- <laughs> You had that, Thomas. Like me and Kieran are the worst. Like when we feel something, it's on our face. Yeah, we cannot hide it. If we're angry, you see it. If we're sad, you see it. If we're happy, you see it. You cannot deny it. And if we don't fucking like someone, they get the vibe real quick because there's two of us like trying not to look at them, and we have this like Noah's mouth thing where it's like I want to like fight you if you want to fight <laughs> me, but I'm not going to start the fight. But if you like say fuck you to me, I'll say it right back and be happy about it. <laughs> That's it's just awkward because you can't even like you don't want to really talk to the person so you just kind of like you're like oh okay yeah uh-huh. oh right on yeah you just like polite <laughs> you, you don't offer anything back to the conversation it's just like no. yeah no right on no it's, i gotta go check on the oven fuck like just do you wear your <laughs> sleeve on your face or what are you like that too um i don't know if you see it on my face right away i I like to give everyone a chance until I find out later I was right with my first impression. Uh, so, like, I dated a girl whose friends were just the absolute worst. Just, just not, they're, 
I'm sure they're fine people, but like they're not my kind of people. And this one person that in particular <laughs> was this kind of guy that he spoke in like every time he said one thing, he would then say the opposite. So he just spoke like he he he, he was a hypocrite, but just every time he spoke, he would just be a hypocrite about it. It was just so r- ridiculous. And <laughs> And like, I got so tired of just being polite to this guy. So at one point he said a thing and I went, fuck it. And I just tore into him. Like I was surgical (laughs) and like, I played it off. Like I'm just teasing, but in my head, I'm like, I'm going to fucking destroy you with words. And uh, (laughs) this is kind of how I really feel. But by the way, it's a joke. (laughs) <laughs> i'm so good at doing that thomas like i get that all the time from people like who know me and they like man you're a dick or you're rude and the way i say things to people i just i tell them how i really feel but i do it with a smile and a little bit of comedy so that it yeah. doesn't hurt them but they're left questioning afterwards like did he mean that or like huh? no, it just whenever he said one thing he would then say the opposite of that thing and it just drove me insane <laughs> pick a fucking lane here just like and like what drove me the most insane is he was like a libertarian by political beliefs which is fine whatever believe whatever you want i don't give a shit but then he was like an accountant for the alberta government so i was just like the fuck are you doing you're hilarious hypocrite hypocrisy (laughs) what are you it's just just, what are you doing what are you doing it's just i don't get it and it was just one of those weird things so i guess it's more of like i'm quiet until it can be really entertaining for me because i had to constantly see these people and i couldn't just sit quietly and be like no yeah no i i like that thing i also like the opposite of that thing too like fuck that i just tore into the guy at one point um to change lanes and not talk about people we don't like but a thing that i think (laughs) will bond you and i kieran is i just completed doctor who you complete I, so I haven't watched the. When did they get the girl doctor? Two uh, seasons ago. Season, yeah, two seasons ago. Yeah, so I haven't watched any of that. You should. She's amazing. Oh, I will. I will. I just yeah, like Jody to Whitaker. Then I get to see it all. She is so delightful as the doctor because she doesn't skip any steps. Like, there's that common ground of being like, uh, I don't know, like odd, but also like entertaining and funny, and just like the excitement that all the doctors kind of had she has it and she's just she nailed the role and i was just like how come i keep watching a new doctor and then that's my new favorite doctor i don't know how this keeps happening who who is your favorite before her though um i kept going back and forth between david tennant and matt smith i'm bad with names uh, i really so liked uh 10 and 11 okay okay which one's the old dude that's peter capaldi that's the one I like. Yeah, yeah. I I really I I liked it. Like I there isn't a bad one. Like I never like there isn't a bad one. I just who's more entertaining and like they're all so likable. Like the BBC is just casting this perfectly. Sean, you were about to say who your favorite was, and I'm worried yeah. that you're about to shit on us for a second. No, no, no. I was just gonna say that for me, it's like between Bashir and Doctor McCoy is my favorite doctor. But anyways, continue. Sorry. <sighs> you'd find any way to bring it back to star trek how have you not gotten into doctor who by the way kieran 
He, he'd love uh, it. Oh, don't ask Sean when he gets on a when he's like put, when he decides he doesn't want to do something. He is a stubborn mother. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, it's, it's because I don't know why he won't watch Doctor Who. To be honest, I don't know if he watched the original Doctor Who, which is really hard to watch. Yeah, but. That's the only like anything like it. anything past like when they shut down and then yeah, we, t- 2005 uh, down is just amazing yeah yeah i love all i've watched all I, I just binged the hell out of that freaking shit yeah i i binged the shit out of it like this year because like i've always been a meeting to get to it i just never had the means and then i'm on crave one day i'm like that's doctor who i am on board and it's just it's been so good what i really like about it is they'll give you this like nothing nothing little scene you're just like huh that's interesting and then like two to three seasons later there's a gigantic payoff for that little fucking scene that they didn't need to do but they did it like like yeah. peter capaldi spoiler alert sean but fucking get yeah, on board fine. peter capaldi is in an earlier episode of doctor who he plays one of the people on pompeii and then all of a sudden peter capaldi's doctor who and then they just to make it make sense they gave it a reason on why Peter Capaldi's face is the doctor is to remind him of that Pompeii mission and all this stuff. And they do this scene for you. They didn't have to do that. We could have just ignored that Peter Capaldi was already on it, but no, they wrote it into the show anyway. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's the best part is the writing. The best for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's genius. One day, one day. Uh, Sean, Sean, you got it sooner than later, man. You're really yeah, missing the boat here. Especially since Thomas, you got into it recently. I should watch it. Kieran, you should do a rewatch and we'll have another Doctor Who specific episode where we just fucking throw Doctor Who on the table. Yeah, Yeah. that would make for a great episode. Yeah. We can watch that 50th anniversary episode where Matt Smith and David Tennant team up and it's just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did they do lots of, have they done crossovers with the girl yet? Um, Not yet. Well, like sort of. I don't want to spoil anything because okay. There's don't worry, there's, I, I forget it. I'll, like I don't get, I don't mind spoilers because I, there, there's I, some cool, there's some cool stories with with uh, with uh, Jodie Whittaker. There are some cool stories that come with like her past in Gallifrey and all that stuff. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah, I uh, we should. I'm gonna do a rewatch now because I I'd have to rewatch it to get to the point where it made sense. At least rewatch it Sorry. What were you streaming it on? Crave. Oh, sweet. Okay, I have that. Yeah, there you go. So do you. So, do you guys share it? No, I don't <laughs> know how. Uh, I share with someone, I think. No, I don't. Don't I? Who did I give Andrea's you? parents, don't you, or something? Maybe, yeah. Something yeah, something like that. that. I gave you Spotify. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you're uh, also Sean's, like, con buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what how like what entail like how is that for you guys like is that like the best thing that you guys do as friends uh what's your favorite con story of the two of you together going on there um so sean's birthday is the con in edmonton yeah so it falls on his birthday every year so it's always a party no matter what because one is sean's birthday so but it's a whole weekend affair Best con story. I think the first con was the one where I wore the Wolverine costume, the one where you wore the Atlantis 
jacket yeah the stargate jacket yeah yes yeah, so that was, that was the first time we were like we're gonna we went the year before and we're like these people like look at them they're fucking dressed up i want to i want to do that so like <laughs> um i got a cheesy fucking wolverine <laughs> halloween costume <laughs> and wore that it looked pretty good though it wasn't too bad yeah. and then sean wore the atlantis thing and we went around that time and we're like this is fucking sweet yeah and then uh, there's, like this- there's a good backstory. There's a really good backstory behind that story, just because Kieran like wanted to bring his son to the Comic Con with us, but his ex wasn't allowing it, and so he was like pretty bummed out by that. But we still like he still put on a brave face and put on his Wolverine costume, and we went. And then when we got there, there was like left and right little kids coming up to him like, oh, my God, it's Wolverine. Can we please get a picture with you? And it just like warmed his heart because he was missing his boy. And so he, he like turned to me and was like, this is the best day of my life. He was just <laughs> like having a good day afterwards in that sense. Right. Yeah. Kieran, what's that like? You get a bunch of kids coming to see you and like, please, Mr. Wolverine, can we get a picture? Like, oh, man, I mean, if you like because those kids think you're Wolverine, right? Like in your in their head, you're Wolverine. The, like the really young ones, right? So I don't know. To me, it's kind of cool that you get to be someone else and kind of embody them. And just some other kid, they're like, "That's the guy I see doing all that shit that I think's awesome." And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy with the claws." Yeah. Like we all yeah. had heroes. I don't know. I, like I grew up like loving Wolverine. I grew up like fucking all the heroes were like something to look up to. So to see other kids still doing that is kind of cool. And they're like the next generation of us, right? Yeah. Those are the kids who are going to grow up and be like, oh, man, I'm going to dress up as Wolverine and go and like make people happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, I have yet to go to a con, but I think uh, I'm going to have to change that in my my future for sure. Come with us. You have way better Which cons. Is crazy. You actually have decent guests. <laughs> like it's hard for yeah. us to get the guests out here. Yeah. Yeah, we the Montreal got some good ones a few times, but you guys got some cool like you met William Shatner together. Like that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, we had William Shatner. That was actually really sweet. We had Q. Q came. Yeah. We had Terry Andy. Fisher. That was fun. Stanley. A couple good ones here and there. I got Sean. I got Sean uh with his favorite Buffy character. One of his favorite Buffy characters. Two. Two? One? Uh two. You got me Fred. From Angel, I got to meet oh, yes. her as a character. Oh, I love her. Fred. She's the and best. And Faith from uh, Buffy, I got to like the Eliza Dushku. Yeah, yes, yeah. Eliza Dushku. Um, Those are his birthday gifts for two years in a row. I was like, here, you can go take a picture with these girls. We like yeah. idolize. Like we were like, these girls are so cool in these shows. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share the pictures on our Instagram. Please do, <laughs> please do, and make sure yeah. Kieran's included. Don't crop him out again. He's not in these photos. No, I, I cut myself out. That was the, that was the gift, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be in the photo. He wanted to do it. He wanted to be in them, but I was I was like, it's a fucking gift, man. Like two dudes. I wanted to be special. I wanted to be just me and them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kieran, you're riding the pines. That's okay. The reality of those situations is you get to go off with the girl, and be like, hey awkwardly touch her take a picture and walk away <laughs> yeah there's a couple like i've seen some online that there are some fucking weirdos that could pay for these pictures and then like yeah. they're just doing weird stuff 
Well, yeah. by the time we get to them, like, I mean, those people, they've, they've been doing it for a couple months. I say they go on a big tour and then they just yeah. take a couple months off, right? By the time they ever come up to Edmonton, they've probably been doing this stuff for a while. They're tired of touching people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I wonder about cons. Like, will we get back to where we can have the gigantic photo sessions again and shit? Yeah, probably. I, I, I don't think we will. I don't. I think it might change like how we get close as people. Yeah, like hard to say. Yeah, because I don't know if Hollywood people are gonna want to like touch other people now. But you got to remember, they broke. <laughs> That's a lot of the ones who go conning are broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to, in this in a rude way, and like we love seeing him, but often we see Harry Kim from Voyager, Garrett yeah. Lang. We're like we're buddies with him now because we see we bought shirts for him. We get selfies with him every year when we go there. Okay. But we're like, uh, what, uh, what, what you been in lately, bro? Like, uh, you acting? Uh, you doing anything other than being Ensign Kim? And we're just fucking with him. Obviously, he's a super yeah. nice guy. But it's just funny, like when you see the people who they had one role one time twenty years ago, and they mm-hmm. ride the cons for that, and it's like good for them that it's still a shtick you can pull. Oh, but it's it's funny. Yeah. The people that we love those characters love those characters. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter age in between or anything, but it's just funny. Like, in that sense, he gets flack for it sometimes. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I watched Voyager, I was not a fan of Harry Kim. I thought he was <laughs> the worst. Just such a way. Okay. So, what bothered me about him is he had a like seven of nine was just straight up like i'm gonna take my clothes off because i want to know about human sexuality and i want you to be the one to teach me and he was like oh dear no i i can't do that uh, like dude what the fuck i wish I that was care. the thing i liked least about him but like my list is huge like yeah. <laughs> episode one let's start with what i didn't like about harry kim and then move forward from there because like <laughs> he's such a wiener <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's so hard to root for him. You're just like, all right, Harry. Like, I'm on board, but like, like it would be so hard for me to be on Voyager on that stupid mission of being so far away from home and just trying to get back, and then I'm stuck with Harry Kim. Just like, oh, dude, you gotta tighten it up. Just, <laughs> I would be so frustrated. Just so frustrated. <laughs> he called us out that one year too because he doesn't like. And cons like what we'll do is so we don't pay for photos if, if we see someone famous that we don't want to pay for <laughs> photos. We'll just take pictures of ourselves, selfies with them in the background, right? Yeah. And he's seen us doing that to him. I think it was maybe the first or second. Yeah. Yeah. That we saw him. <laughs> and he saw us do that. He's like, you know, guys, like I really like if you just come up and ask him to take a picture with me, I'll probably take a picture with you. I really hate when people just try yeah. to like you know, just sneak a picture for free and stuff. Like, I have no problem giving you guys. And then he the took he said, a picture. Well, it. the reason he said he hated it is he was like, I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm not even yeah. smiling with you guys. Yeah. Like, and so that was like a pretty cool moment because he did. He was like, guys, like, j- j- just come and talk to me. And then yeah. we, so we did. And that's how we became besties with him, basically. And we kind of the, the most balls Harry Kim has ever shown is in that moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. We're I not close you, enough like, friends to bug him about never getting promoted, though. No, <laughs> one day. Yeah, you caught it down the road. <laughs> so you're the game master, Kieran. I have a lot Are of board games. That would have been the background if Xavier wasn't on the Xbox. Yeah, it just would have been pure, pure games. 
Now, I feel like I would be your nightmare. I don't mind playing board games. I hate reading instructions. So I like doing that. Oh, yeah. That's what Kieran's a game master. He teaches us all how to play. We don't have to read shit. Yeah, I am like I'm super down to play games. I just the moment there's like instructions, I I don't want to fucking read them. I just no, (laughs) thank you. I would. I, I, would I don't mind doing that part at all. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't hate that as long as you're a good listener and you can like kind of take rules and stuff and like listen. Yeah. You're trying to talk while the rules are being explained, and it's like shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, really, exactly. There's a reason he's saying that is because me and his wonderful fiance have been like verbally berated on several occasions because he gets he's like he's really calm and he's a great educator he's teaching us very calmly all the rules and all the functions of the game and me and andre are just over inquisitive people sometimes we're like well can you do that if they do that and, can you, and he's like well like i'll get to that and like well what about this and that he's like, oh fucking i do it what about this and that and he's like just shut the fuck up and let me read the rules and then he loses the audience and we're both like you just yelled at us Fuck you. <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, you just gotta do a rough playthrough and you know not and kind of figure out as you go along. Yeah. So. I have uh Settlers of Catan still in Love the plastic. It. That's silly. Because for one, I have no idea how to play this game. Two, oh. I, I don't know, I don't even know how many people I need to play this game. And I was just so disappointed that I got it. So I'll, I'll, I'm not disappointed. Let me explain before you get mad. Let me explain. So I don't know the PC term for this, but what my family called it was the Chinese gift exchange. So, you know, where like someone brings it, we, everyone brings a gift of a certain value and then you can pick a gift and then that person can open it. And then the next person can either steal or grab that gift. I think that's the legit term. I I don't think it's, I don't think, I think you're good. All right. So we were doing one of those and like, I thought I killed it that year. Like, um, like the max amount of spending money was like $70. So like I bought a waffle maker and the Snoop Dogg cookbook and combined them together. And I thought like, this is going to be the most highly sought after gift. Like I fucking killed it. <laughs> and it just so happened that I had last pick. So everyone went and everyone got their stuff. And like my, the, the Snoop Dogg cookbook and the waffle maker made its rounds. And then like, it's my turn and I go and I get like the last gift because that's the only thing that's left. And then they're like, cool. So that's it. Game's over. I'm just like, no, I want to fucking steal. I'm stuck with this. And I got stuck with Settlers of Catan. And now it's just to this day, still in the plastic. I have not played it once. Would you have stolen the gift that you bought? No, uh, there was a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses out there and I wanted those. Yeah, (laughs) that's bullshit though. If you're going to do it, you got to stick to the rules. I'd be pissed too. I got I got screwed into taking that game, but like the person that brought the game is just like it's such a good game you're gonna love it and I just went like I would have loved sunglasses. <laughs> First thing that person's right you would have loved it, and second thing that's why I don't play Chinese gift exchange <laughs> of your exact feelings. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck with something I don't want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, I like getting people like stuff i know they would like so i, like I, I do like the idea, i did like that idea of just like you get the uh the value thing and then like because it could be anything like the mystery of it it's so intriguing to me but then, but then what stuck. if you end up with a box on your shelf 
that it stays unopened. Well, then you become friends with a guy like you, Kieran, and teaches me how <laughs> to play. And then now I can teach other people. Because once I know how to play, then it's, then it's game over. Like, I can play anytime I want, right? It's actually, like, one of the super easiest games to learn. Really? Because the yeah. everything about it seems very complicated. <laughs> no, you get resources and roll. You roll dice and collect resources. Yeah. And try to buy shit off other people to get more points. Is it like Kieran's got probably like I would guess to mate conservatively 250 board games in his basement <laughs> and knows how to play them all without reading the instructions? I'd say no. 78% of them. Yeah, and there's maybe 22% that me and Andre were like, fuck you, we're not playing that game with you. And so he hasn't played them yet. But every other game, or he's just played them by himself, so he kind of knows how they work, but not really because he's only the only person who's played it. And you're supposed to have three or four. <laughs> they don't do good at the long haul games. Yeah. It's tough, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna That's... lie, Karen. This is probably like a superpower. Granted, it is like the worst superpower, but it's still a superpower. <laughs> it is a superpower. He is a game master. That was the first thing I said. Any game. You can't solve a crime, but fuck, he can beat you at Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever in a situation where you're like Bill and Ted's uh, bogus... No one plays Monopoly. Yeah, no one (laughs) plays Monopoly. Fuck that game. I almost got murdered as a kid playing that. Yeah, but the good thing about this is if you're ever in a scenario where you're like uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, you could probably beat death in any game. So that's dope. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever have Sean and Kieran's bogus adventure, you're fucking set, buddy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's true. You were saying earlier, Thomas, like about how you, you know, you blew up on someone who you didn't like because you just couldn't listen to it anymore. You tried to silence it in your head, but you just couldn't listen to it anymore. Yeah. We had an instance like that when we were playing a board game in my apartment with a, buddy of mine that i worked with and his girlfriend and she was like having such a hard time with the game and i'm like super patient and like it was a really simple game and like i heard myself like ranting to her to just play the fucking game and stop fucking thinking about it it doesn't matter if you play a three or four just play the fucking card and i could hear and i was like no sean but then the next round that it went around i couldn't fucking hold back anymore and I just like blitzed this fucking woman. Uh, and like, her this was your like, girlfriend? No, no, this is a girlfriend of a buddy of ours at okay. the time. But I just like, I blasted her so bad because I couldn't. He was, you remember, you know who I'm talking about, right, Karen? You remember? Oh, yeah. 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 It simple was so bad. Was all of us... simple girl. But she, like, it was a co op game. So there's no way your turn should take that long. If you're having that much trouble, just ask the person next to you because it's a co-op game. We're all on the same fucking team. (laughs) Yeah. I just lost my shit and I'm always super calm, but it was just too many times of like a fucking 15 minute turn that should have taken three seconds. And finally, and like the guy, when I was blasting his girlfriend, he he started blasting her with me (laughs) because it was so fucking bad. And it was like, we want you to play with us and have a good time. But like this is fucking ridiculous. And how how yeah, long did that relationship last afterward? Their relationship probably like two, it was really bad relationship. The guy would he worked with me. He'd show up to work with black eyes and shit. Like she was a little cuckoo. Oh Jesus! Yeah. You got an Amber Heard yeah. situation going on here. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. A little worse maybe, but and like 
not a bad person necessarily just to had a fucked up life which happens to a lot of people so i don't yeah. like hold it against someone sometimes but like just learn how to be a fucking normal human sometimes right yeah Holy well she was brutal. extremely like simple like she wasn't the smartest girl she's hard to talk to that's like she she was yeah. difficult hard, difficult to keep conversation with her because she'd just be yeah no. yeah yeah you know, yeah <laughs> yeah, I've, I've met a few of those in my life. Men and women that aren't uh, firing on all cylinders. It's a little bit difficult at times. What's um, your favorite board game that you have played? Favorite board game? That, um, um, so my friend had this game, Anami. An- Anomi? I, I don't think I got the name right. I'd have to tag somebody to I get an answer. A-M-I. Huh? Is it O N A M I? Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't re- like. I just remember having a lot of fun playing that game, and like, I don't know. I really like Clue. Just like the idea of it. I love Clue. It's one of my favorite board games. Yeah, I really like. <laughs> it's a Clue. good game. Yeah. Um, one of uh, uh, my friend's son just got trouble, and I was like, I can't wait to play this with you because, like, I love playing trouble when I was a kid. But now all he wants to do is just play push down on the dice. That's part of the game. And it's just like, all right, stop it. <laughs> yeah, trouble's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the nostalgia wears off after about one round. <laughs> yeah. Clue kept up though. Clue held yeah. up. Yeah, it's a game. solid game. Yeah. Plus with all like the different versions. Like I played like a Simpsons version of it. Plus, Clue the movie is so amazing. Have you guys seen that? No. Uh, you know what? Maybe I have, but it was uh, eons ago. Oh, is it, is it an old movie? Yeah, it's like uh, an 80s, 80s movie with Tim Curry, Christopher Lloyd, um, like a who's who of people you'd recognize. And, As you named the actors, I could see them in my head in the movie. So Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. And it's really fun. Like, it's underratedly funny. And then you got like four different endings at the end like it's not like a pick your own ending but like they'll just give you an ending and then cut to another scene and boom here's a new ending and here's a new ending and it's just, it's just a fun movie it's just really fun we you guys need to get like little pictures of the people you talk about because that's how i know who they are yeah eventually we'll yeah. have these technologies just like hold it up be like <laughs> he's fucking lying we would show him a picture of like Connor McDavid, and he would be like, "Oh, that's the guy from that horse show." And we'd be like, "No, it's fucking Connor McDavid." And he's like, "No, no, I don't think that is." He gets <laughs> people mixed up like really things. easily. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah. Oh man, how many times it's happened? Like he thought that Thor was the same guy as the blonde kid from Sons of Anarchy for like fucking years. He would argue that point with me. I thought so. Him. Yeah, that's true. They're similar like and. I, I, they're similar looking, I guess, like in like the face and hair and all that. But yeah, no, you're completely wrong. Well, I figured that <laughs> out. John proved me wrong eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it took some time. I'm so stoked for Chris Hemsworth to do the Hulk Hogan biopic. That's Thor, right? Yeah. 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 He's playing. He's playing Hulk Hogan, and I think that's going to be no fucking awesome. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. Like just that's like tough. up to like I think going to WCW and starting the NWO. I think that's what like the movie's gonna be about. Were you a big wrestling kid? Uh it was like 
I still a little bit am like I don't watch like WWE stuff anymore, but like periodically I'll like watch like some other like promotion that's on TV and I'll, I'll just get into it. Are you watching that series on like history or A and E or something like that? I saw a whole bunch of them. I would. Uh, I just I I got too many things going on and I should have like clued in to like record it because like that was wrestling at its best was the nineties like like late eighties yeah. or like to like the early 90s to like maybe early 2001 kind of that was like the heyday of wrestling yeah i agree with you that's like when hulk hogan and like mankind or what's that guy at the stock yeah like, mankind yeah mankind and stuff for and then what about the guys with the spike shells do you remember oh, those the, dudes? the legion of doom the legion of doom those guys are awesome <laughs> yeah i was yeah. uh i was really big into that like and then it just got too, I don't know, silly for me. Well, or you, you maybe like I always cast it as like a soap opera for men. That's exactly what I call it. Yeah, that's exactly what I call it. Yeah. And then, but once the storyline started to get like stupid and like the things that the fans wanted weren't happening, and I was just like, "Fuck this! You, you have talent and you're not using it. I'm not on board anymore." I could never do wrestling as a kid and as no. an adult. I just could never get into it. I did like Hulk Hogan because he was like the guy and being young when he came out, I remember all that stuff, but it just never did it for me. I like the Hulk Hogan movies that are probably like shit burning heat piles now to watch. Oh, they're probably Commando. still awesome. Was I still love it when Hulk Hogan shows up in Gremlins 2 for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. I liked the guy back then a little bit, but I was never a wrestling fan. I couldn't yeah. do it. It's it's too much soap opera for me. And like, you know what? If they had thrown down and like were really legit fight, like I got into the UFC when UFC one came out on yeah. VHS. I rented that from Blockbuster and was super into that because I knew there was like an edge of reality to it. That's what bothered me about like yeah. watching a fantasy show about that. There's this great video. I'll have to send it to you by uh Max uh Max, I can't remember who does it, but he's like a director. Uh, he did right. American Ultra and a few other movies. And he goes, wrestling isn't wrestling. Wrestling has more in common with Game of, Thro Game of Thrones than it does with actual wrestling. And like, yeah. like, they have a character, The Undertaker, who just retired. But The Undertaker is an undead wizard. Yeah, that's not fucking real. Like, we all know this, right? Undead wizards aren't a yeah. thing. But we can <laughs> all... True hop on board and just enjoy the show of like the magic and the the hoopla and the performance of it all like you can get lost in that like mankind like what was he from parts unknown and just like some demon guy like it was it made no well, sense how did they explain away the undertaker becoming like some biker dude all of a sudden he just came back on a bike that's it. Yeah, he wasn't he was, an undead dude. He's just a biker dude. Yeah, now. he became the became the American badass, and everyone was just like, "Yes, please and thank you." And I will buy again. two shirts, please. Yeah, and then he died again and became the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it's crazy, and like, and it works, and like, the amount of like, like things that go into it is unreal. Like, have you ever been to a live wrestling show? No, I, I well, I've been to like no, just like a live like MFC, so UFC type shit. Okay, like I've yeah. been to like Raw a few times, and it is so much fun. Like it's just fun. I could. I do really that. recommend. I huh? could see it because like I my extent of 
Yeah, my extended WWF and stuff as a child, would, I never got, like, TV, like, cable, like I said. So I, I, I got to see, like, a couple of WrestleManias when I was really young. Yeah. And those are like the, the creme de la creme of wrestling, right? So yeah. that's where I was introduced to it. So I saw the big show. They're pretty fancy. Uh, yeah. be for, for me, the 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 one I would still want to see live to this day, the only event I want to see live, and I it's actually like a bucket list thing for me. I see you shaking your head, Sean. I don't appreciate it. Um, <laughs> is uh the Royal I don't know if Rumble. we can hang out anymore, Thomas. <laughs> just, if honestly, I this would be my sales pitch. If, like when next January, when the Royal Rumble happens, I'm gonna get you to go to a bar in Edmonton to watch it because they they air it all the time. Like every big event, bars like air the events. But the Royal Rumble is the only one worth watching because 30 guys go into a ring, only one of them survives. It's the best. The whole point of it is just tossing the other guy out of the ring, and it's just so fun to watch. And, and as much as different. it's like, as much as it's a soap opera, those dudes are serious athletes. They yeah. are. Yeah. I don't yeah. mean to take anything away from them. They're all like pretty guys, you know, pretty women. They're all built, they're all jacked. They could all probably beat my ass for talking shit about what they do for a living. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. <laughs> do, like flips off the top ropes and shit too. I can't do a flip. Yeah. No, I, I've been. I'm pretty good at flips, but oh, I flip <laughs> coins all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sean, let's put Kieran onto the spotlight real quick. Can you Sounds give me good. like a quick embarrassing story about Kieran and we may or may not edit it out after. Yeah, I can probably do that. Uh, alcohol related or non-alcohol related. Go with your gut on this one, buddy. Okay. Um, I guess I'll tell the Christmas party story, Kieran, if you're cool with that. You, you can tell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. going with Josh. It only paints well, you. Oh, a good disclaimer at the beginning, though. This is why you guys should be like responsible at free bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free bars for company events. Not probably a good idea. Companies, Dangerous. <laughs> especially with tradesmen involved. We like to fucking party. You tell us it's free. Well, we're afraid you're going to take away that free alcohol. So we're going to try and finish it all before you get the chance to take it away. So I've yeah. received this one in time in particular. Kieran was like, I got to go to my work Christmas party. I'm going to be home by like 10 o'clock. Uh, my brother Josh was coming over to party. We were going to have like bros night, the three of us, right? So me and Josh are hanging out. You know, it's 10 o'clock. We have a couple beers, 11 o'clock, have a couple whiskeys. It's around 11, 15, a little after 11. All of a sudden I hear this like, I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I go to my front door, our front door, because Kieran lived there too. Open the door. I look outside. And there's like this, I want to say 65, around 65 year old um, East Indian, very nice fella carrying Kieran because Kieran <laughs> told him the wrong house. And so he's legit carrying him because it was like icy out and Kieran was in no shape to be walking at this point. And so, and it's like 11 o'clock. And I mean, Josh is like, what the fuck is happening? So Kieran comes in. He goes to walk up the concrete steps, falls on his face and like hits his face off the concrete. Like it wasn't good. We carried him up into the house and he's like, I got to pee guys. I got to, I got to fucking pee really bad. <laughs> and 
so we're like whatever like we put him in the bathroom me and josh look at each other we're just like what the fuck happened to him where like he's already completely blackout drunk but he's like guys like pour me a drink yelling at us while he's taking a piss so he comes out of the bathroom not wearing any clothes whatsoever (laughs) and he's like let's go downstairs and mix another drink and so he starts running we lived in this like old house the stairs were so goddamn steep that if you fell down them you're probably gonna die so i'm like josh fucking grab him i'm gonna get a blanket to wrap him in so josh grabs him by the buck ass naked kieran by the wrist and is holding him from running down the basement stairs while i run to kieran's room and grab his blanket off his bed i come out holding the blanket up wrap it around him pick him up walk to his bedroom, drop him on the floor. And I took his door handle off of his door. So he couldn't come out because he's an unruly drunk who will try to come out and come back out. Eventually he quieted it down and fell asleep. And yeah, Kieran in open bars, Christmas parties, weddings. It's a dangerous thing. It's a balance. What a balance. (laughs) He just wants to have fun. He's yeah. like the fun meter is really high. Let's have more fun. The the problem is people want to do like shots and stuff, and I don't. I think mixing alcohol is a bad thing. So like, <laughs> like oh, I'll do a shot. It's like yeah, sure, I'll do a shot. I don't ask what they're doing a shot of. I just do the shot, and then it's yeah. like I think I drank every type of liquor possible. I'm screwed. Yeah. So now that you guys both have weddings coming up, it's cash bar. I'm assuming. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> depends where we go yeah it depends yeah <laughs> definitely i don't think free bar is a good thing for anyone no personal not, experience not with the crowds we roll with it's just too dangerous hey yeah. i could see any one of our like i could see doing maybe like a couple rounds of shots for free like an hourly yeah. shot that would be a cool shit oh, yeah, that'd be cool but, but like, i have an irish family so if i did free bar i'd be fucking out of home yeah that's very very true it yeah, would be I, the Hamilton clan can drink. Yeah. You, you can't have like an Irish or Scottish family without knowing how to put a few away. You know what I mean? Speaking of, uh, um, you know, you're, you guys are talking about Braveheart and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did Sean ever tell you where I got engaged? No, please tell the story. Yeah. Tell your engagement story. I'll tell her. It's not, it's, uh, it was in so you've watched Braveheart, obviously. Yeah, now I have. Yes. You know where they're murdering uh, William Wallace at the end? Yes. At the top of that castle. Audrey's <laughs> <laughs> gonna hate that story. <laughs> I but like that, how you just simplified it. So, like, not a romantic story. Just know where like a big iconic Scottish man was just murdered. So, well, <laughs> right up the stairs the great castle and like right there <laughs> the, the real story is like we i took her for like a week long just me and her i left the kid with my parents because we were visiting family for a wedding and then i took her around ireland the whole country for a week and uh everyone thought i was gonna ask then and i did not ask then and then uh we went to way to keep them on their toes buddy yeah, yeah. Well, I knew I wasn't gonna ask then because Trim, the castle that that, that that movie was filmed at, that is a pretty that's right beside my dad's hometown. Mm-hmm. So our whole family grew up around that castle. So it's pretty important to our, like just like the family story. Everyone's kind of been mm-hmm. around it our whole life. And then, but the night before, I got Andrea absolutely trashed. 
like just we went out and got so drunk <laughs> she was in no shape to be up the next morning i ended up calling her parents when we got home from the bar and like i was just <laughs> shit face talking to her mom like i'm gonna get married to your daughters it's cool <laughs> like, <we just laughs> your power move <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i hope and, it's fly because uh, i'm doing it anyway <laughs> exactly and then the next day yeah we went to the castle and i i talked to the, the tour guy and i was like hey can you like leave us behind on the roof for a bit and uh i told him what i wanted to do and then he's like yeah yeah like you can do just don't take too too long kind of thing and then i kind of was up there and was like shit i was pretty nervous but i i, I had been planning it for a while so mm-hmm. but yeah that was beautiful, Kieran. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. I'm not, not as good as a storyteller. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, and I enjoy that, actually. It's, not, it's a lot like nicer than Sean's engagement story where like he purposely ruined his f- future fiance's day. Her whole yeah. birthday was just ruined. <laughs> Courtesy of just trying wow, to like love her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He loved her too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna wrap things up here, but like you've listened to the show a few times, I'm assuming. Yeah. So we do like a, a recommend segment. And I was wondering if you had anything that you would recommend for me to do to help get to know Sean better. Like what's a little thing that that you guys could probably do together that I can probably do that would help. There's a couple of things, like like me and Sean, one thing me and Sean do all the time is check out the stars consistently all the time. Yeah. So that's a big thing. I don't know if I feel like you guys talked about this once. We did. That was the second recommend, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I recommend did you it recommend that him. to him, Sean, or did you recommend I recommended it to him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big thing. Like that's the big thing we do together. Um biggest thing to get to know Sean. That's a on the spot question. <laughs> i mean you've heard our show before i'm sure you saw this coming <laughs> uh, yeah a little bit the best way to get to know sean would be to like oh damn it i don't know guys could Coming we back. do a board game night over zoom we could totally do settlers of Catan over zoom yeah not zoom we do settlers of Catan. andrea has this thing i think where we can play it online yeah and it's free That'd be dope. so I could challenge you to that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Get to know Sean. Board games are a great way to get to know everyone, you know. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun night. evening. Like, we, you know, yeah. we take a night, have a couple of drinks. I'll, you know, I'll sit quietly in my uh office, aka my sister's room. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna take this one step further. And I say that we do this, we play the board game. And then afterwards, we do like an hour-long podcast, the three of us, talking about what had transpired, what you learned about me, and just shit-talking while we're drunk, basically. So so not only do I have to learn a game, I have to document the evening to share my thoughts and sentiments. I'm in. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm actually I mean, in. That's a, a great idea. Than I wanted it to come out to be, but... <laughs> We can do do some drunken board games. Yeah, we can call that segment two sides of a ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So we got our recommends and a future uh, two sides of a ham sandwich event. Um, how about uh, a question of the day to get to know me better? Is there anything you're dying to know about me? Because I've been like, I'm, you know, your best friend's cousin. I'm a bit of an enigma to you. What, what would you like to know that I... I've been holding secret from you all this time, Kieran. Oh, okay. Okay. When I first met you, I was a hundred percent sure you were like some college dude, just the way you like, you seem like a really like well-spoken guy, like a a really intelligent. So I was like, Oh, I was like, this guy's not going to be in the university. I didn't really know what you were doing yet. Like, like for work and stuff. So as I was like, Oh, this guy's got to be like, some dude in one college or something like i don't know i thought maybe business or something like this is like the nicest thing you can stop right now this is really nice did you ever think of doing that like i I don't know like was that ever a path you thought of taking i tried to go to college and to university so like in quebec we have cjep which is equivalent of your grade 12 and i don't know why quebec doesn't do it the same way that everyone else does they're more difficult if we've learned anything about the province of the quebec they're just a little bit different and um so i i tried that i did call college for like a year and i just it didn't stick because like i don't like the fact that if i want to learn how to do like let's say at the time i wanted to be uh i wanted to do radio so i didn't understand why i had to take a math class oh yeah yeah that makes sense or or why do i have to take an english literature class like i get like it's probably things to talk about but like all I'm seeing is these courses that have nothing to do with the thing I want to do. How come I can't just learn the thing that I want to do? So then I left there and then I went away for a while. I lived in Labrador and then I tried to go to University of Concordia and study history because when I was in Labrador, all I did was hear about the history of this town and like these awesome stories of like people surviving like a fire and like all that, like just like great stories and how history should be told with passion and vigor. And then I took a history cor- uh, a history program at Con- University of Concordia, and it's all taught by professors that are tired of teaching the same fucking courses over and over. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is a mistake. I don't belong here. Like, this isn't it. So, like, I don't know. Like, there's a way to learn, and I and I found my way of learning is just by talking to people. Life because experience. I'm fascinated. Sorry. Life experience. Right? Yeah. Life experience, the people you meet, everyone has something to share with you that you can hold on to. And they're like, I'll eventually get into like these tales of like when I lived in Labrador and the people I met there. But like the the people that I've met in my life are part of the reason why I can carry the conversations that I do. Like, I'm not an educated man. Like I got through high school. I can, you know, I can do all the fun stuff that you can do with an education and I'm capable of carrying a conversation and I'm capable of like having opinions and backing them up. However, I just don't like, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up and I still don't know. I that's my next question. You must've had like something you wanted to be as a kid though. I I never knew. Like, I, like I hate to be national straight up. If I'm being honest, it's this, like, it's really this, like we have a show every week where, it, I'm spouting nonsense with my co- with my cousin, and if it were up to me, I'd have five. I've had yeah. I'd have five different shows of just me just spouting nonsense with somebody else. Like, well, well, it wouldn't be with me each all five. Shows. Oh yeah, yeah, just each show is just you and I, just another one. Well, 
Hey, I have, other concept. I have other concepts. Whoa, whoa, this hurts. I don't know if I can take this information. Actually, Garrett, he wants to no. cheat on me. That's oh it, Sean. God. Let's go make our own podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got it now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, if I could, like, if if Sean and I turned this into, like, a full-fledged career, I would consider myself the biggest success. Like, oh, if we... Be- sorry? That'd be that'd be fantastic. Like if you guys definitely, you seem like that's kind of the route you wanted to go. Oh, it it really is. And then when Sean came to me with like, I think you and I should start a podcast. I went, I've been waiting forever to someone to just want to do one with me. Yes, please. And like as soon as he gave me the ball, I ran with it. Like I already had a laptop and a mic on the way. Like it was like the timing of it couldn't <laughs> be better. Like I just bought like everything like you kind of need to get started to do it like to do it well like i want it to sound good like i don't want it like an echoey thing or whatever like i want yeah, to give half-assed effort yeah and Sometimes here we are we're life. like semi-professional we got a logo we're doing like the socials and all that stuff i mean i'm really stoked on how this has gone so i guess like to answer your question this is what i've always wanted to be when i grew up and now that we're doing it like I can't believe we haven't always been doing this. Pretty much. Would you want to be Sean? Been. Huh? Would you want to be as a kid? I wanted to be like a successful comedian or like a successful actor to an extent. I also had a phase where I wanted to be a cop, but then I grew up and was like, they ain't ever going to let me be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as so they you- got word of the selling cigarettes uh, lifestyle you used to have <laughs> once you go crooked you can never be a cop we'll talk about that on a future episode but, uh, <laughs> i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to talk to kieran about uh putting that oh, shit. no anyways um i don't know like what i wanted to be when i grew up i always said to you jokingly that i wanted to be a famous rock star and die by 27 so that didn't happen once reality set in that i wasn't going to be a famous rock star at 27 or die by 27 I think yeah, it was reality really yeah. <laughs> yeah, 28 was a trip. I'll say that. I was like, shit. I I'll get my up. life together. <laughs> I didn't party hard enough, damn it. No. But anyways, uh, yeah, being a comedian. If I could like stand up and tell my jokes and talk to people and make money doing that, or like in doing this podcast is a gateway to that. Like I've been talking about it for probably 10 years ever since I like got into the original Joe Rogan podcast, listening to it. I was like, fuck, like that's what I would love to do. Like if people would be interested in listening to what I had to say and my opinions on things and just, you know, having guests to like interviewing people and it's opening up all these pathways for us by us having a podcast. Like not only am I fulfilling a lifelong dream of getting to know one of my cousins, on my dad's side, you know what I mean? I'm fulfilling the dream of having a podcast. I'm fulfilling the dream of like putting some of me out there and putting some of my comedy out there. So like doing this is living out a lot of my dreams. I I came to that realization lately, like, you know, with getting my license and, you know, at right now at, at this point in my life, it's been over like a month where I've driven myself back and forth to work every day. And it's just unfathomable to me that that was ever going to happen. And as I'm knocking these things off, I'm like, shit, the sky's the limit. Like we, we could take this really far and this could be our life, you know, and it's going to be a part of our life for years to come and a part of other people's lives for years to come. And I think that's like a beautiful thing. Like part of me would love it if we could eventually do this live, like tour like the country kind of like, 
just do the, these small venues and just have Sean and I just be in front of a crowd doing our shtick and then, you know, on to the next city. Like, I think that would be, I don't know what the show would end up being because we'd have to change it a little bit because it's not, can't just be like an interview kind of form show that we've been kind of doing of just him and I regaling our stories to one another. But um, I, I do think that there's like, we're seeing some success. Like we just broke 500 downloads. Uh, so like of our show and that's like on eight, on, on eight episodes, we did this. Yeah. And I, I, I was just like, I was taken aback. Like there's at least 63 people a week that want to hear my nonsense. That's, in, that's insane. Yeah, exactly. to me. I don't even know 500 people. I know like, <laughs> maybe like 80 of the 160 people i know are family to be fair it's not 500 people it is like 63 Downloads. people downloading it like each week let's each just week. stick with 500 people <laughs> <laughs> positive yeah. thinking but it is cool like we've touched people like other people no we haven't touched people with other people <laughs> <laughs> We have had people listen to our podcast in different parts of the world too. And it's just like, it's a trip to be like, you know, we're out there where we appreciate people listening. And, you know, we both do have a lot to say on a lot of different topics and we're going to be able to keep it interesting and keep people listening for a long time. I feel like. Yeah. It's interesting. So far you guys, it's nice to see. I didn't know you guys' family was so big. To be honest, I don't think we did either. No. (laughs) like um like no, we're gonna have true. like we other have cousins of, uh, on at some point there. like uh we have family in toronto and we got paul and deanna that we can have on and for sean it, it would be an introduction like that's like kind of the beauty of our show is here's your cousin you've never met before by the way he's been alive this whole time you could have made this happen anytime you wanted to but here you go here's sean and now we're doing it live or we're going to record it for everyone to hear yeah, it's going to be cool. You know what I mean? And I'm excited for those episodes. Almost like a social experiment of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. Well, it's like a, the concept of our show in ways too is like family, uh, estranged family reaching out to each other and getting to know each other. And I know that we're not the only ones in the world who are living in this situation. People who have cousins they don't know, people who have siblings they don't know. And if, listening to us and hearing us getting to know each other kind of inspires them to get to know their estranged family members or reach back out to them. If that were to happen, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. That's beautifully said, buddy. I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, And like, I know like eventually we're going to have to like tweak the show a little bit because then we're going to be on episode a hundred going like, here's another thing you didn't know about me, Sean. And then yeah, like for sure. But then we're, we're going to get to other. know each other and then we'll evolve from there. Right. Yeah. There's no, like you said, there's no like two sides of the story is going to become like a worldwide brand, you know, that has different branches like everything else. Right. So, yeah. Like, and like eventually the show's going to have to evolve and all this stuff, but where we are right now, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Me too. You could just get like super specific. So you could be like, okay, why do you like Manila paper more than you like lined paper? And just focus on one thing the entire time. You know what? I think you're onto <laughs> something here, Kieran. And that is what we call a snooze fest of an idea. What the <laughs> fuck? You were so good this entire time. And you come in with this garbage at the end? The fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's why you guys are the producers. <laughs> you leave the ideas to the idea, guys. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kieran, man, I want to thank you very much for coming on and, uh, you know, embarrassing Sean a bit, putting yourself uh, on the spot a little bit here, man. It was, it was great talking to you. And I like really enjoyed having you, uh, you know, come on and talk to us and, now I'm going to play Settlers Catan. So I got that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. No, thanks for having me on here, guys. It was yeah. really fun. I, it I was hope inevitable. I was for you guys, because I, I haven't, like I said, talked on the camera a whole lot. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's been a learning curve for all of us. Like, there's been notice a few times about how, like, I don't know, any of our listeners might hear me at the end of our podcast sometimes where Tom's like, Okay, like had this been two sides of the story? Like, and he's like, "Have a great week, everyone." I'm like, "Make a good week for people," or something, some shit. Like, I get deer in the headlights. Sears editing around Sean. Yeah, and Thomas is like, "Dude, like, like every fucking week we we just do the same thing, like same little shit, man. Like, just just calm down, bro. Like, why do you get like deer in the headlights all the fucking time? Like, I honestly, I can't tell you." I just I get excited and like I get into the show so much because I'm just spewing like the the truth coming out of me, and then I get to the end of the like tiny little scripted part and I'm like uh, I fucking stumble step. But <laughs> you know, and you know what that scripted part is, Kieran? I'm Sean Sides. This has been one side of the story. Like it's just his <laughs> I know, name in the beginning, which he can't get either. <laughs> well, on that note, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kieran, would you like to join Sides. us in our uh, goodbye? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you know how we do it? Yeah. Okay. So oh, follow along. That. Sean, take us oh, away. Yeah. Alrighty. This has been two sides of the story. I'm Sean Sides. And this is oh, the one side of the story. You fucked it up again. No, you <laughs> fucked it up again. This is 100 percent Sean. You know what? I thought this I is, fucked it up. This is no. Kieran, this wasn't you. This is Sean, and you know what? This is staying in the show. I'm going to publicly humiliate you. No, I did it for the show. I strictly did it to prove a point. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. I'm Tom Sides. This has been the other side of the story. And I'm Kieran Hamilton, and this has been the best side of the story. Very good. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Live long and prosper. story. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. On TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.